very excited about it being the end of the working week. Uh, welcome to the party show. It's home time with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. And very excited about something that we've got to share with you in a few. Se- well, hopefully you're going to be excited for us because, to be honest, <laughs> there's not so much excitement in it for you. I'm sure all of you download the Home Time podcast and uh, keep up to date with the bits that you missed of the show. And there's always extra bits in there too. Oh, some of the added extras. It's like uh, if you get a, a DVD box set. It's like a director's commentary, that kind of thing. Well, one of the added extras that we talked about the other day, and this is really going to sell you downloading the podcast, was uh, favourite flavours. <laughs> is that kind of groundbreaking <laughs> content that we're getting known for? And I was raving about how I had received some unsolicited porn. That's the only way I could describe <laughs> yes. it from Domino's, uh, who had sent me a marketing email uh, saying that they'd got a new product on the market, chocolate orange cookies, and I was all over it. But I had this thing at the back of my mind that chocolate orange isn't necessarily a flavour that you're all over. Well, I know I, I was quite sceptical in that I only think if you're good at something, you just stick to it. So, yeah. have dom- no offence to Domino's, have Domino's got any plans? getting into the cake market because they're 100% pizzas. I assured you that they did and I urged you to go home and order some of their normal cookies which are fantastic but I hadn't yet tried these chocolate orange cookies. Fast forward to Friday afternoon just after four o'clock and well (laughs) seems like someone at Domino's (laughs) listens to the podcast. There's a turn up for the books. We weren't to know. Pizzas have arrived. Didn't ask for them. Gonna eat them anyway. Yeah. But Bush... In a few minutes' time, we both try, for the first time, chocolate orange cookies. If I was a man of principle, I wouldn't try them based on my earlier ruling about um, uh, pizzas and and sticking to your own lane with food. But I'm willing to step back from that on this occasion. I didn't need that confirmation. Yes, you have joined us in time to hear live tasting of chocolate orange cookies oh, <laughs> that yes. have been unsolicitedly... That's not a word. That's definitely a word. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just salivating at the idea of food. Sent into us by Domino's. Chocolate orange cookies. Uh, you said that they should stay in their own lane and just do pizzas, but you are happy to um, try a chocolate orange cookie. I'm concerned. That for This is for me like a uh, Chinese takeaway doing omelette and chips. <laughs> but I'm willing to overlook that and try it out. Okay, across thousands and thousands of pounds worth of radio kit, I pass Bush a chocolate orange cookie. Still warm on the hand, which is very nice. It looks like a little brown souffle or something, doesn't it? It does. I've got a feeling that souffle could be a very accurate uh, description here because I'm hoping it's going to melt in the middle. Here we go. All in. Ask him. It's gone all in. (laughs) Apologies that this is not great radio, but... Oh, I don't know. It's not bad. It's good. That's really good. It's amazing. I could have four of them and like, run around like a toddler and then fall asleep instantly. I intend to. <laughs> Actually, we've had cookies to start the show, and that's quite a lucky thing. We didn't know these were turning up from Domino's, so thank you for that. And that is a bit of luck, which is weird considering it's Friday the 13th. Do well, you know it's I mean? not really weird considering it's past midday, way past midday. What do you mean? Well, the, ba- the bad luck thing on Friday the 13th, people get so hung up on this, it's much like April Fool's, all the superstition expires at midday. That's not true. I thought Friday the 13th was like the whole thing. The whole day. No, bad no, luck. no, no. All the, 
I, well, I need to check. Well, well, I'm pretty certain about this. I mean, we are having a lucky afternoon. We are having a lucky afternoon. Don't speak too soon. You never know what our, our playout system can do to itself. But uh, either the Friday the 13th movie, was that all based in the morning? Then That was all before midday, was it? <laughs> no, I think a lot of it. I think most of it actually took place uh, when it ticked over from Thursday the 30th. Right, I got you. <laughs> it was before everyone woke up. So it's over midnight Thursday through to midday on Friday. Do you mind if I just go away and check what I've just been saying? And we'll, we'll all return in a second. Uh, we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, Richie's assertion that Friday the 13th, today is Friday the 13th, I, I didn't know this, but apparently according to Richie, the uh, bad luck thing only applies up until midday GMT. You refer to it being a cliffhanger. I would move away from the edge of the cliff, considering it's uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, my apologies. It appears that the bad luck thing, if you believe all that, actually lasts all day. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Do you know what? The amount of times that I, I believe what you say is gospel, and I say, oh, fair enough, no, Richie knows what he's talking about. And sometimes <laughs> you just wing it, don't you? Do you know what? If I wasn't live on the radio right now and I was just in a conversation at home with my wife, I would have absolutely... I wouldn't have stopped to research that. Just double down on I it. I would have doubled down on it. I would have said, yeah, it's only up until midday. She would have gone, oh, really? I didn't know that. And then we would have moved on to something else. No, it, it, I've just read 13 facts about Friday the 13th oh, in the last couple of songs. That's good to see you concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't list anything about it ending at midday, but here's, here's one Ooh. thing to all take away. Don't have nightmares, folks. Friday, April the 13th, 2029. Okay. An, an asteroid is expected to fly <laughs> so close to Earth, you wouldn't believe. Do you know what, right? After the 2020 we've all had, I think the human race can look at the asteroid and go, do your worst, mate. We, we've been through it all. Congratulations to Scotland on their footballing hey. achievements uh, yesterday evening. Uh, beating Serbia, getting to the Euros next summer. Believe the first major tournament for something like 22 years, which is which is crazy. It was great watching last night. Oh, it's amazing. My, my uh, good friend Brian Marshbanks is the uh, football writer for the Daily Mail. I went to uh, university with him back in the day, donkeys years ago. We were in America at the same time. And he sent us a text last night because uh, he's from Falkirk. And he said the last time Scotland were at the Euros, Euros was the year we went to University of Massachusetts together, which was 1997, so led up to them being in the wow. Euros. So uh, it's a huge thing. It's it's unbelievable. And I love the fact they've got their uh, little song, which uh, is Yes Sir, I Can Boogie, which they've been dancing around to. <laughs> Uh, in the actual uh, change room after the game. So, well done. <laughs> uh, I was watching last night. They had the chance to watch England versus Ireland yeah. or Serbia versus Scotland. Why would you watch a friendly when you could watch a game where something really, really matters on it? So, I was never going to watch England last night. I was watching Scotland. It was, it was fantastic. But I do, I do have a little bit of an idea that we should, we should talk about next uh -huh. um, about how that match ended in the penalty shootout. It, I, I think it could be the way forward for football. We were talking about Scotland and their uh, their victory last night against Serbia to uh, get through to next year's Euros. It happened uh, via the form of a penalty shootout. Yeah. So I watched a little bit the first half, uh, went away, watched some other stuff, came back, and it was just going to penalties. So love a penalty shootout, particularly if you're a neutral and you've got nothing invested in it. Yeah. Um, and this is what I think we should do. I reckon we should have the chance as a footballing public of fans, right? Uh, what we should do every weekend is have the chance to scan... The the football uh, football fixtures uh -huh. and look and go oh do you know what that game looks awful yeah that's going to be last or match of the day let's just go straight to penalties we'll just cut the whole game out and go to the I penalty kicks I think fans should have the chance to just one one game each weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah. to just look and go oof 
Burnley Sheffield United. <laughs> no, I don't fancy that. Straight to penalties. Wrap it up. Yeah, just wrap it. Just go straight to it and have the excitement of like 10 penalties. Great fun. I do like the idea. I do like it. I mean, congratulations to Scotland. I've just got to also chuck in here the brilliant uh, tweet from Peter Crouch about Scotland last night. And this does sum up. Like, I'm, ch- I'm chuffed for them and everything. It's brilliant. And I agree with their no Scotland, no party thing that they were tweeting out if they didn't get to the competition. Uh, Peter Crouch says, Congratulations, Scotland. I know you hate us, but I was pleased for you. Agreed. And that kind of sums it up. 100%. Can't we all just get along a little bit better? So I need a bit of parenting dad advice this evening on the show. I'm afraid um, I'm the best you'll get around here right now. You'll do. You've got, you've got experience, man. It's good. I'll, I'll be happy to get your take on this. Uh, so I, I can't believe age-wise that this is happening. But my eldest daughter, Erin, wants a mobile phone. Right. And she's going to be 11 next month. Okay. So I never thought I'd be buying a phone for an 11-year-old child. I don't know what people's view is on this, but she does walk home from school uh, a couple of nights a week, yep. you know. Uh, it's a couple of hour walk down the side of the M25, so I want to make sure... No, only joking. <laughs> that she lives up the road, so uh, I just want to make sure that she's safe. Also, I want to be able to text her and stuff yeah. like that as well, see how she's getting on. So if I get her a phone that does everything, all the bells and whistles, like one of them new iPhones and everything mm-hmm. like that, which ain't going to happen... Uh, she can do too much with it, and I can't control her. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's, there's too much tech at the touch of a button. However, if I think, well, let's narrow down her options on this and get her, like, an old phone from maybe the mid to late 90s or something, she's going to absolutely throw it in my face, and I feel like I can't win. <laughs> I, I don't want to buy her a phone that looks like um, a joke thing from Fisher-Price, nope. but, like, how do you buy a kid a phone that stops them from getting up to nonsense, but at the same time doesn't look like it's from the Eastern Bloc? If it were me, if it were me, I would be getting them a, a, a halfway house phone that looks... Looks good, uh-huh. all right? It ain't going to be your top of the range. I'll be honest with you, the, the phrase halfway house phone isn't really going to win her over at the beginning. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but what I would do, I'd go old school and get a, a top-up one because it teaches them an early, early, early lesson yeah. that nothing comes for free. You can't just rinse it. So where, where are you getting the phone from to start with? Where does this begin? Where- Tesco Mobile. Oh, right, OK. Show sponsors. Our very good friends. OK, that's cool. That's not no, bad. I mean, that's there's, there's the only place I'd go, mate. Yeah, absolutely. All <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I do. Well, I'll give that a go. I'll give that a try. I'll have a little look. I'll have a little browse. I've got a, I'll go through what Tesco Mobile have got, but I have to have in the back of my mind Erin's disapproving, oh, my God, Daddy, eye roll face. <laughs> but, but watch this space. Do you know what? I hope the weather stays like it has over the last couple of days. And uh, despite the fact we were talking about the Big Coat Protocol before six, I kind of, I'd like it to stay mild for the weekend. No, oh, yeah. Just because, like, obviously, certainly in England, we're still in lockdown. Other parts of the United Kingdom, we've got various bits of restrictions as well. Um, and it, it's harder to make your weekend plans. So it is good to be able to have, as an option, a good old-fashioned walk. Yes, that's what weekends are for, isn't it, eh? The downside is, is that in 2020, I don't know about you, I feel like I have done every poxy walk around my house possible. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's when you get to the point where if, if I see XXXXX again, I'll be sick. It's exactly Sick that. of the sight of it. They're all done. To the extent that I reckon I could actually write one of those really lame books you see in, like, a, a, a pub locally. Local walks around where? Walking tales. <laughs> walking tales. A little badger on your walking stick for every place you've been to. Walk along the river 500 yards, turn right over the stile, then head towards the church with the broken spire. When you get to the spire, then you turn... No, I'm done, thanks. 
It's been a proper foodie show today. We started very excited at the beginning of the show with a very surprise delivery of chocolate orange cookies uh, from Domino's. Uh, at the risk of sounding like two gentlemen that just eat all the time, really exciting news has come across me from the good people at KFC. All right, you're setting ourselves up for next Friday, though, aren't you? Is that what this is? <laughs> you're not here next Friday. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, there will not be KFC in this studio on Friday. There will be. No, th- th- this, this is, is what this is. No, it's, I promise you it's not. I've just seen this as a news story. This is not my... Ad- if oh, I- I'm looking at the facts, right? We yeah. You talked about that um, that cake chocolate biscuit yeah. thing, and now it's arrived. Yeah. Okay, so you're teeing yourself up next week. I know what's happening. I promise you. All right, I tell you what, if I'm eating KFC in this studio next Friday, strike me down. This, you're, this is a win-win situation. They have... <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, revealed the latest addition to their Christmas menu. It is the gravy burger box meal. A gravy burger burger box. Wow, that sounds like a nightclub. Let me describe. Uh, it's got a brand new burger with a, la- a layer of gravy naze. Have you had gravy naze before? No, I have not had that before. It's a a, a gravy mayonnaise concoction. It sounds awful. It sounds awful. No, it does not. sounds like something might come out of you. Are you not a gravy lover? I love gravy. I love mayonnaise. The two shouldn't mix. Well, have you tried it? No, no, I'm not going anywhere near it. Did you like those chocolate orange cookies from earlier that you didn't think you were going to like? Yeah, to be fair, I did, yeah. Thank you very much. Then you got your chicken fillet in it, then you got your melted cheese, then you got a hash brown gravy boat. It's getting better. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting better. all inside a burger bun. I'm sorry, I'm running to the nearest KFC right now. Uh, So we've been talking quite a bit this hour about uh, this kind of festive thing that KFC are doing, the KFC gravy burger box meal. I mean, there's a Friday meal for you. Well, but, but it could be a Christmas Day meal. It's very festive, isn't it? Yeah. Just to recap very quickly, it's got uh, mayo, mayo gravy, gravy naze. Gravy naze, um, and uh, in the middle of the burger, you've got gravy in um, what they're describing as a hash brown gravy boat. So it's essentially KFC's version of Christmas dinner. It is because, uh, you're quite right, it is on their seasonal menu. So this is interesting, because you may have seen this morning on your social media, people waiting in line for an attempt to get a delivery slot crazy for Christmas Day for online shopping as if they're queuing to get tickets for the Glastonbury Festival it's an unbelievable thing this could be the other alternative and we'd love to hear from people who uh, completely eschew the whole Christmas dinner thing that everyone seems to feel like they have to do on Christmas Day if you have like a takeaway and then you have to worry about washing up or stressing out in the kitchen you might have fish and chips for Christmas Day are you one of those people can you consider this a thing oh the idea of having Christmas Day delivered as a takeaway. Yeah, imagine. Firing up the old delivery on have Christmas Day lunch. N- no panic about having anything in or cooking stuff the night no. before. Or uh, You'd just be able to, say if this was the KFC option, just order enough burgers for as many people as you've got in the house. Let's make it happen. 